worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Today is election day across America, so hopefully you got out to vote. The Guardians are hoping their vote will count now and in the future, at least for the next three years. And what we're talking about right there is... Their new manager, his name is Stephen Vote. He will be introduced to the public Friday in Cleveland at a press conference, but we wanted to get somebody on to talk about it today uh, and pick his brain about it. And who better than Guardians beat reporter at The Athletic, former Ohio Sports Writer of the Year, Zach Meisel, joining us today on Election Day. How are you, Zach? I'm doing well, fellas. How's it going? Hey, Zach. Hey, we're good. Thanks for making time for us. The last time we chatted... We discussed Stephen Vote as a possible uh, successor to Terry Francona. He had received a second interview at the time. So uh, my first question to you is, was he their first choice? If not, what choice was he uh, to become the new manager of the Guardians? Yeah, I, I think I think it's probably safe to say that if Craig Council was adamant that Cleveland was the right fit for him, that and they were willing to, to pony up financially, that that would have been their first choice. Um, I, I think you can sort of read between the tea leaves and um, or I guess read the tea leaves or read between the lines and look at council process here and, and draw a conclusion that probably never really got that far along with Cleveland. Um, and they offered Stephen Vote the job Friday, so that tells you that you know, maybe he was, maybe council was 1A, but vote was right there and they wanted to pounce on him um, to make sure, you know, Milwaukee or someone else didn't do that. So I think they liked vote, but, you know, council was, council was the only guy, everybody else they interviewed, no one really had managerial experience, especially in the major league level. And, and they certainly hadn't had successful major league managing experience. And, and council was the one guy. Uh, who actually had like a experience and a market, like there was a bidding war there. So he was sort of in a different class. And then among the rest of the group, they I think they liked vote the most from the first time they talked to him. What about Will Venable? And when he said no, would he have been on their short list? You think uh, with the Texas Rangers? Yeah, I think so. You know, it, it's it's pretty clear that. He's the manager in waiting in Texas. Uh, you know, Bruce Bochy is. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it would have been the. I, I'm a romantic when it comes to sports. I think it's a great story when someone wins a title at the end of their career and then rides off into the sunset. Uh, I thought it would have made sense for that to happen in Texas. And I mean, who knows? Maybe it will. Maybe maybe it's a year away or two years away. But uh, Venable being, he has a title of associate manager there, and that's not something you see very often like it sounds a little like Dwight Schrute in the office with Michael Scott being the assistant to the regional manager um, <laughs> so I, I would just assume Venable is going to be the manager in Texas at some point in the near future and given the fact that he just won a World Series and they spend money and they, they should have a good team for years to come it's probably a pretty good 
safe bet for him for him to pick to stay there. Zach Meisel, Guardians beat writer from The Athletic, with us right now on the Kenny and JT Show. Zach, at 39 years old, my question has got to be this. We probably talked about it last week, but I didn't think this guy's really a candidate because, like Kenny, really knew nothing about him. But really, what makes Stephen Vogt a candidate for the Guardians' manager job? So let me let me ask you guys something because I'm the, – the bottom line is no one knows how this guy's going to fare. And I think it's safe to say there are going to be growing pains. Um, and who knows? I mean, maybe he is a quick learner and, and figures it out and, you know, everything's great. I, I just, may, especially in baseball, maybe more than any other sport, it's just, it seems like it's a bit of a crapshoot. But let me ask you this. Like, what are the qualities that made Terry Francona successful over the last two decades? Relationship with his players. Right. So I think that is the number one area where this guy should excel. And I think that, you know, if you look like Carlos Mendoza doesn't have managing experience and Clayton McCullough doesn't have managing experience. Like they weren't interviewing people who have done this for a long time. And so they also reached out to, you know, they asked Terry Francona, what do you think the qualities that you have, which qualities, which traits allowed you to be successful here? Because being successful as a manager in Cleveland is probably takes a different type of person um, than it does to be a successful manager of the Yankees. Or, I mean, like, I think mm-hmm. Terry Francona had to adapt being in, in the fire in Boston every day for eight years. And when he came to Cleveland, like, he had – he could take certain – elements of his personality and his his mastery of communication and apply those in Cleveland. But, like, there were different things, too. I mean, it's such a different environment. And you have different resources and different people around you and different expectations and different pressures. So, so they reached out to about a dozen current major league managers to ask those questions. Hmm. Which attributes make you successful? Which Which do you think have gotten in your way? Because they haven't gone through this process we talked about it guys last week like Francona made the decision for them 11 years ago like when he said hey I really want to come to Cleveland they weren't like okay well we have to interview <laughs> 17 other candidates on zoom and then maybe we can grab lunch one day no it was like okay come to Cleveland let's get dinner on East 4th Street yeah. sorry Vince contract. Lombardi we don't want you to coach the Browns I get it right so so they don't you know the last time they really did this process was 14 years ago they picked Manny Act over Bobby Valentine. The team was a lot different then. They were entering a rebuild. Um, they were, it was Mark Shapiro running it. Like baseball was different, you know, like mm-hmm. analytics weren't all over the place then. And like, it's so, so much has changed that they had to create a new process. So to do that, you know, they consulted with Terry Francona. They consulted all these other managers to figure out what are we looking for? And it's clear that, you know, when they, came to a conclusion here and they picked Stephen Vogt, it's what you said, JT. It's like he, the one thing we know, we don't, you know, you hope that with experience, you'll figure out when to bring in this reliever and how to, you know, challenge and motivate your cleanup hitter when he's in a slump and things, how to deliver bad news when someone's getting sent down. Like you're going to have to learn that on the job, but at the bare minimum, this guy built so many relationships 
throughout his career, mm-hmm. six teams in 10 seasons. I mean, look at all the people who played with him who were posting on social media about just this guy is the absolute best teammate I ever had and, you know, things like that. I, you know, I talked to a few players yesterday who played with him in Tampa or Oakland who, like, like they're, they're rooting for this guy to get the job. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I, you know, it, it, it takes more than that. You know, you have to have tact. You have to know how to talk to guys, what makes them tick, all that stuff. Um, but I think they feel like he has the ingredients personality-wise, charisma, um, that sort of thing, where he can win over a club. Mm-hmm. And the thing that Terry Francona did that was just a master class was, you know, he had people, the players, really feeling like he cared about their well-being and that their best interests were his best interests. So when he had to deliver bad news, players would walk out of his office and like the bench, like Brad Mills was the bench coach and he'd walk out with the player to be like, you know, you just got sent to triple a, right. And he's mm-hmm. like, the player would be like, yeah, I did. And he's like, okay. Cause you're like upbeat and positive And that's not how this normally works. <laughs> yeah. But they'd say like, you know, it's just the way Tito cultivates those relationships. It's just unlike anything else. And so it's, I'm not saying Steven Vogt is going to be Terry Francona in that regard, but they clearly identified certain qualities with his personality that can at least do that side of things. He can handle the clubhouse, handle the people, and the rest of it he can learn as he goes. I think that's huge, too. We're seeing it in all sports. We just saw it last week at the Las Vegas Raiders. And if a clubhouse turns on you, not only are you gone, but maybe they not only revolt in the clubhouse but play better when you're gone. We we talked about it all year long with the Chicago White Sox. Those guys didn't like each other. Maybe it's because of their manager. I don't know. You mentioned relationships. I think that speaks volumes. And it just seems as though no matter what the sport in today's day and age, you're looking at these young guys, these young athletes, and maybe they need a little bit of push. They need a somebody that they can trust and that person's going to be their manager or their head coach. Do you believe, Zach Meisel, that this is going to be the norm now moving forward, that guys will be hired and skip stops? No single A, no double A, no triple A. All of a sudden, you're the manager of the Guardians? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was I was doing some research, and, like, Joe Girardi um, was interviewing for managerial jobs only a few years after he was done playing. And he didn't really have managerial experience. And this that was 20 years ago. And then, you know, Aaron Boone got hired not too long after he was playing. And, like, you've seen it around the league. I mean, Kevin Cash was a bullpen coach in Cleveland. I think he was only a couple years removed from playing. And, and look, that's worked out really well. I think he's regarded as one of the best managers in the league for Tampa. So you, you never know, but, you, you know, if you're trying to – maybe you can find the formula of like what typically makes a successful manager. And, and if, if it's someone who recently played, I mean, they, the, the, the cool thing about vote that I think will help is, and this applies, you know, I know that the guardians offense was not good in 2023. So no one wants to hear about the hitting coach, but like Chris Valeka, this is what helped him too, is these guys played, as the technology and the analytics and the advanced stats and everything were being brought into the league more prominently. So they have experience, Vote has experience playing when it was C-ball, hit-ball, and playing when it was C-a bunch of numbers and 
graphs on a page and try to hit ball. And so I think having seen both ends of the spectrum can be really beneficial. Um, and you get that when you have players who are in that age range. So, yeah, I think you're going to see it. I mean, Rocco Baldelli, another guy who was, I think, in his 30s when he managed, and it's just, you know, it takes a certain individual. Um, like, I think a lot of people think Yachty Molina is going to wind up managing the Cardinals at some point in the next couple of years. Uh, but if you can find that person who just has that magnetic personality and also, you know, it takes some humility. You, you can't just be, you know, the greatest player on, on earth. And, you know, I think Barry Bonds was like a terrible hitting coach because it came easy to him. So if you yeah. can find someone who gutted through a 10-year career and, and bounced around and learned different things from a bunch of different organizations, you know, that is some experience that you gain, even if it's not managerial experience. Happy to have with us Zach Meisel, Guardians beat reporter at The Athletic. And, and Zach, I'll piggyback off that, right? Magic Johnson was a head coach for a short period of time. He couldn't understand why players didn't do things the way he did because he was so successful. Well, guess what? They weren't as good as you, right? So he had trouble understanding that. And what I was uh, reading about uh, Stephen Vogt was this. He experienced so many different roles in his 10-year career that he had to be the hardest worker. He needed to work harder than everybody else and experience all that just to stay in the league. So, in turn, that's going to help him understand veteran players, all-star players, he was for two years, as well as players that are yo-yoed back and forth between the minor leagues and the major leagues. Do you think that's accurate? Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I... I don't want to sound like this is a slam dunk hire. This guy is going to be a Hall of Famer because I, who knows? And so much right. of it, we also probably overrate the impact the manager has. I mean, like the front office needs to have a really good office. That's that's going to determine so much of this. Um, but I do think his the like the diversity of accomplishments in his career, where he struggled. You know, he contemplated quitting. Very early in his career, he was having struggles at the plate. He was, had shoulder injuries. Um, and you're right. He he worked his way, clawed his way to two all-star appearances. It's hilarious. I mean, if you look at his stats, like if you look at, at the back of his baseball card, you'd say, all right, this guy wasn't very good. and He played for 10 years. You'd have no idea that he was on the all-star team twice. Right. Um, but he just, you know, I, I think there's, there's a dearth of uh, – productive major league catching and also he just he was able to have a couple really good first pass but he you know he just has that like he hung on late in his career and you know he was able he, he didn't play but he he won a world series ring with the braves a couple of years ago and he got to learn from coaching staffs in various uh organizations you know he was with the giants one year the diamondbacks another year he came back to oakland at the end of his career he was in Milwaukee and was he had a shoulder injury and we, he was out for the season in 2018. So we said, hey, instead of just rehabbing out in Arizona and trying to get healthy to go play next year, can I stick around here and can I learn from the coaching staff? Can I help out with the front office? Like that. That's that's where it's not just like you know, uh, I don't know. Jason Giambi gets done playing for his 20th season and. Uh, you know, he's had it to, you know, he's had this illustrious career and okay, he's going to be a manager in the next year because he's just 43 years old and that's how it works. No, this, this right. is a guy who's 
really had to fight for everything he's gotten. And I do think that can make him relatable. And it it makes it so that when he's telling you something in the clubhouse, like you believe it because he's been through it. And, you know, if, you, if you're in an 0 for 20 and he comes over and gives you advice, you know, he's not just blowing smoke because he's gone through that 0 for 20. He knows what it is, what it's like. Guardians will introduce Stephen Vogt as the 45th manager of their baseball franchise on Friday at a press conference up in Cleveland. Zach, final question from me. I'm just wondering, it might be too soon, and I don't even know if you've heard, but I mean, what happens with guys like you mentioned, Valleca, maybe uh, DeMarlo, Carl Willis, others? We saw Mike Sarbaugh um, walk away last week or retire or resign or whatever. Was that a matter of not getting interviewed as becoming a manager, or is he just done? And do you think any of these other guys will resume their responsibilities on the coaching staff? Yeah, so I, you know, I don't know exactly how it played out with Sarbaugh yet. Um, I do know that most of the staff has contracts uh, through next season. That includes Valleca, I think Carl Willis. Um, they expect to have, actually, I was told, a lot of continuity. So I, I would think Carl Willis will be back. Valleca will be back. Um, maybe even DeMarlo Hale, the bench coach. So on one hand, that's good because you have some veterans who can be around Stephen Vogt and, and I guess hold his hand through this. Um but, yeah, I think we, we should know clarity just on the makeup of the staff by the end of the week. Does that include Sandy Alomar, last thing, uh, sticking yeah, around Sandy as well? He, yeah, he's expected to be back, too. All right, so they have two catchers on the staff and catchers. You always hear, hey, catchers make great uh, managers. So we'll find out yep. uh, in this case uh, if it, it holds true for uh, the man they call Voter. That's his nickname, Voter. Or also Matt Fo- I live in a van down by the river. He does it. Well, I wonder if he'll do that impression at Friday's press conference uh, or if anybody. You need to ask him that question, okay, uh, when, when you talk to him on Friday. All right, Zach? Look, I know almost every Cleveland coach or manager has won the press conference in the history of time, but I think there's never been a safer bet than this guy winning the press conference on Friday, given his personality. Thanks for the insight, Zach. We appreciate it. Uh, We'll talk to you again down the road, all right? You got it, guys. Take care. Zach Meisel, Guardians beat reporter at The Athletic. We'll talk some Ohio State, Michigan, and college football next with former Buckeye Kirk Barton. Stay with us.